0: Welcome back to episode three of the Nest College Football Podcast. My name's Chris, and we have Tony and myself. It's just us this week, no guest. We're gonna we got a, a busy show. We're gonna get straight to the point. There is no ad on this week's episode. So hopefully next week's episode we have an ad. And if you're interested, you can DM us on Twitter at thesc. F, B on Twitter. That is the nest. C is in college. F is in foot, and B as in ball. Let's. Uh, we're gonna look. F- first off, we're gonna hit our three topics as always. We're gonna hit our hot topics of stuff that happened throughout the country up first. Then we're gonna go to our Temple talk and then our SEMO talk at the end. Get started. Up first, we have. Uh, we're gonna start with college game day. Did you uh, watch college game day? I Monday
1: watched ninety five percent of it.
0: Ninety five percent. Yeah, I was. Uh, did we? My parents changed, changed their uh, cable stuff, but got it sorted out. Missed the first two hours, but watched the last. Always watch the last ten minutes. That's when we make the picks. And we had this week. We there was a Matthew McConaughey, of course, at Texas. And Lee Corso again is off the wagon. I don't know how the man's again seems See, I, on it. I like it. You I like, like it? I like it. It's sometimes so cringy because I feel like he's gonna die on the set. I and mean, I feel like ESPN, I they may have accepted that. They're a Disney Corporation, but I feel like they may have accepted mm-hmm. if he's still on there, because they haven't really phased him out. Again, I understand it's just a one day a week show. And it's in the falls. I get it. That's the only time we ever see Lee Corso. Unlike when Dickie V got phased out, that was like multiple times a week. It's. I feel like they're not phasing Lee Corso out. He's in there the whole time, and he. They, I feel like they're they're trying to have him just die on the set. I did, yeah. Because uh, he doesn't know what's going on at all. Mm-mm. Didn't understand any of the Matthew McConaughey references. He did after every pick. He did a new reference. The best one. My favorite one. He well he did the all right all right all right mm-hmm. he did he did another one they bet the Lincoln was the, oh, the, the B-
1: Lincoln Lincoln was
0: it Lincoln, Lincoln the Lincoln yeah, commercial it. reference which I thought was solid yeah yeah he you know he got these all fed to him because he gave it up he gave it away when he did the Wolf of Wall Street chest bound the
1: mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, he butchered it yeah. I don't know what he was doing but he didn't even know what he was doing he turns to Herb Street and goes you told me to do that. <laughs> and he
1: had,
0: he had no idea what it was nope. what it was from so we know I just ima- once he said that I just imagined Kirk Herb Street on commercial break just feeding Lee Corso lines what to say writing notes down for him
1: do this, say that uh, I don't know I think that's part of it too I think Herbie has fun with it I think he likes he, being in that role and having fun with whoever's the guest at Matthew McConaughey that was a fun guest to have especially in Texas uh, but I think Kirby loves sitting next to Lee Corso.
0: Agreed, I and I it, I feel like it's like a uh, like a like a son trying to help his like elderly yeah, grandfather, kind of,
1: yeah, like
0: you know. uh, go through the end of life kind of thing. Yeah, and, and that's <laughs> I feel, like, and it's it's very endearing to see Kirk Street do that. Mm-hmm. I must agree. Um, the end of the show, and I'm always I'm always on, like you can tell when the end of the show is coming up, the last five minutes, and I always check my clock and it ends in, in Central it ends 11 on the dot Eastern 12 on the dot yeah. and and right around 58 59 and they're not in the last pick they start flying through the picks they did not fly through the picks it was it was Matthew McConaughey was taking a sweet time was talking and they weren't they weren't going to rush him through it and we got to 11 o'clock on the was dot. Saying, yeah, it was a... And we weren't even close to the last pick yet. No, no. There's like three or four left. Yeah, and usually they are flying through. That was like breaking news to me. Like, they are always on top on the hour. They were four minutes past the hour when they ended the show. But right on that time uh, was the Antonio Brown news getting released. It was a wild 10 minutes. It was wild. McConaughey on game day and making the picks. Uh, McConaughey ripping the tiger off Lee Corso's head. That was funny, though. That was hilarious. Love the move. Funny. It, it was funny. I feel like Corso thought his actual head was going to come off as really? well. He was stunned <laughs> when that thing came oh, off, sure. and he threw it into the crowd. But uh, that, love that move that he did that, McConaughey. Mm-hmm. And then the AB News dropping right on that the hour. It was a uh, a wild like 10 minutes end of that
1: show. Crazy, crazy. I, I know that I saw... When um, I flipped over to ESPN 2, uh, University of Missouri, which we'll talk about them later in the show, but their game was starting and uh, they were already in the 14 minutes or 13 minutes. 13th minute of the game. Yeah. Jeez. And, and it was that much delay. That's how, yeah. how it's game. They kind of took over. So I never paid attention to that 11 o'clock as much as you may have, but I noticed it too, cause the two other games starting early on the mark at 11. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, this weekend they're heading to
0: Iowa, Iowa State, the the Hawk. Which challenge? Which is unique. Which is unique. Yeah, now, Iowa State gonna, usually never like. I mean, they were kind of good last year, and they're better this year. But okay. I would have loved it to be the Syracuse Clemson if Syracuse was still ranked, which
1: they're not. Yep. Um, I think that is and they, exactly where it would. On been. they're they, hoping for it. On game day, they talked about because um, they never who, been there, wanting to go to Syracuse. To Syracuse
0: yeah, but I uh, think that would have been the spot. A lot of orange there. We'll get to that game in a bit. Yeah. But uh, another big news, I think, for, I mean, for me, anyone who follows college quarterbacks, which I love watching the Elite 11, the new series is out on YouTube if you just look up Elite 11. It's uh, you, the future of the NFL quarterback, college football quarterbacks are there. You're watching them going into their senior year of high school this past summer. It's some of the best stuff. And uh, Trent Dilfer is the guy who, who's the head coach. He runs it. And they got uh, uh who's the guy George the quarterback coach Johnny Manziel's guy Andrew Luck's guy George Whitfield I think I his think name that's is right, yeah. he's there I mean it's a, it's an incredible thing to do all through Nike and it's awesome um, so check it out on YouTube free ad for them um, for our thousands of listeners listening but um, Ryan Halinski was on it last year he's a freshman right now South Carolina and their quarterback last week South Carolina went down. This week, Helinski was named the starter. He is the younger brother of the late Tyler Halinsky, who was the Washington State quarterback who committed suicide. I believe it was two years ago. Uh, very sad story, and then they went over that in the in Ryan Helinski's Elite Eleven, uh, the end of his the the series. And uh, it's a they're doing that family's doing amazing things for mental health and awareness, and which is awesome. And it was uh, beautiful to see Ryan Helinski go out there and have an, an awesome awesome game um for South Carolina and and win the game for them and uh, I think that that uh, that that game is, I mean that team of South Carolina is going to do some great things uh this season hopefully Halinsky gets to keep that starting job I'd love to see Halinsky um and I, I wish his brother was able to see him there too but
1: for sure it's a very great story and um no matter what he goes through this year um what happened with his brother He's got a lot of strength from that situation, and uh, you know, I'm sure he'll say this, but his brother's always with him uh, when he's on the field. So very cool story. I hope he uh, takes the opportunity, and runs with it, and I believe he's a freshman too. Yeah, so yep, it's- true freshman, and it was emotional
0: there with his family, his parents, and everything. So, I mean, it was a really cool thing to see. And uh, yeah, I think he. I don't even think he finished the game. They they were doing so well, and they they put the other guy in, and. Uh, but I think, I believe he, I believe Holinsky is supposed to be playing this week, and they're playing uh, Big big Bad Alabama. Okay, yeah. Um, that's which, CBS. speaking of, let's go to our upsets of the week. We'll go, uh, we'll go upset of the week, and then we'll go game of the week. Upset of the week, do you have your uh, upset of the week,
1: Stony? I do not have my upset of the week I have my right
0: three options in front of me. Actually, I do
1: have my upset of the week. Go for it. Well, I was going to get into it a little later, but... Just
0: go for it. Oh, we, got we s-
1: can save it. We'll go game of the oh, week. I got we'll go game of the week because okay. I
0: think we're going to spoil both of ours. We're going to go game of the week. I don't want to
1: spoil any of them. We'll go
0: game of the week first. Um, I, I, to me, it's either Iowa, number 19 Iowa, at Iowa State, or number one Clemson at Syracuse. I think wherever game day was was flipping the coin, I think that's where... Those are our two games of the week right there. And I don't know about you, I was watching some... some uh, Recap of the Clemson-Syracuse ordeal from the last two years, the 2017-2018, 2017 upset, the 2018 redemption, a four-point game. It's been a three, four-point game the last two years. And I think I think this Clemson-Syracuse game, Syracuse, yes, they, did, they didn't win last week, and they, they're not ranked anymore. But I think this, I think Syracuse has their numbers still. I, I think it's going to be a really close game. I don't think Syracuse... L- loses, I don't think Syracuse wins it. Sorry, um, I think Clemson still comes out
1: on top. Probably, I think so too. I, but I think that's
0: going to be the game to watch. I
1: think Syracuse. I mean, they yeah, got manhandled against Maryland last week. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to come. You're facing number one. So of course you're going to come out on your home turf. And it's at Syracuse yeah. too, which is where they had the win. I
0: think that is that to me. That's going to be the my watching. I'm going to have my eyes on that game. At all times,
1: and you know A and I, I I'll give I'm gonna give them some credit. We watched that game a little bit together. Um, you know that game was it wasn't close, but it wasn't an embarrassment either. They they uh, played a tough game against Clemson. So I think a little bit maybe some tape came out on how to play Clemson a little bit better. Uh, but I do think Clemson handles Syracuse with some with ease. Uh, but I you know I feel like the first quarter, second quarter will be. Um, I still
0: think it's gonna be. You think it's gonna be close? I think it's gonna be a three-four point game again. Really? Yeah, I think it's gonna come down to a field goal at the end. I think Syrac- especially Syracuse being at home, how close they were to the game. Yes, I understand Trevor Lawrence was out of the game and Chase Bryce came in. But Kelly Bryant was playing that game so well, he no, got hurt no 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 Kelly Bryant was already gone was he already last gone? year yeah okay. he was already gone last year Kelly Bryant was in the the, the game they lost in 2017 Okay. Uh, last year Trevor Lawrence had already taken over for the program Kelly Bryant gone already Chase missed. Bryce had to take over and it was still a close game and Chase Bryce they, they ran the ball uh, for the rest of the game and they That's only really won by four but that was at home at Clemson I think Syracuse is going to show up that is a Big school, a lot of pride there, and they know they can beat Clemson. They have done it before, and I mean Trevor Lawrence is. Uh, uh, that's going to be a game to watch. It's going to come down to the last seconds.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, I see Clemson just know, uh, I see them handling business. Uh, I say three score game, three score game, three score game. Not, it's Not, not, not going to be
0: a game to watch for you.
1: Not in the second me, half. Not for me in the second half. I, I think it'll be competitive in the first. And then it's gone. And, and then they're little gonna. Little open. open. I just feel like Clemson's got too right? much. Uh, so you're, you're you're more
0: looking forward to that Iowa-Iowa State
1: game? I am. Um, what do you have another game you want? Um, there's a couple other games that I would like to uh, mention. Uh, I feel like Indiana-Ohio State in Bloomington, um, Indiana. Uh, Big Ten game. Okay. I feel that both teams 2-0. Uh, I'm not saying it's going to be a, a, a um, close game, but I'm saying it's kind of the same setup as Syracuse-Clemson. Indiana's at home plan for a arrival. you think this is the like
0: purdue game of that ohio state maybe. could potentially go through potentially and,
1: and that's why i say maybe turn it on a little bit It's so oh. it's 11 a.m star on keep it, in the, keep it in the quad screen corner yeah, yeah yeah it's one of those games that you just pay attention to especially this early in the year and i will say uh pittsburgh penn state a little rivalry in state
0: mm. uh pittsburgh that was going to be a good one to watch
1: yeah that that's also 11 a.m on abc um, Two games that, you know, we're still early in the year, so your teams are still figuring stuff out. But I like those. Those are going to be some good Two games extra games to say, hey, i put them on my docket. That, yeah,
0: agreed, agreed. We're, we're going to, before we move on to our upset of the week, this, this portion of the show is sponsored by uh, hard seltzers, just in general. Um, they're low calories and l- little carbs, so uh, just drink them. Yeah, they're good. You're a man still. Don't worry. This one is passion fruit flavored. Mm. I feel the passion in this fruit. And then in this podcast, moving forward to the upset of the weeks. Mm. Do you have your upset? Do you have a couple you're looking at? Or I got do you just two. have your one? I got
1: two of them that we're actually going to actually talk about.
0: Give me some of your what you I I had 3 that I'm looking at and and uh I have mine narrowed down. I'll give you my 3. Um, we talked a little bit about Ryan Hillinsky and I think South Carolina is looking really good. And I think South Carolina, Alabama, number two Alabama is at South Carolina. I think that one could be a sneaky one, similar to how you mentioned Ohio State potentially was in Indiana. I think Alabama at South Carolina, that could be, we could, we could see something there happen. Okay. Or uh, number 24 USC at BYU BYU. I think that could be a potential upset. BYU just beat uh, Tennessee last week. Yep. That's a that's an atrocious mess over there yeah, in yeah. Knoxville. And then number 21, Maryland at Temple. Those are the three, I think, uh, potential upsets. But if I were to pick one, um, I'll tell
1: you after them I hear your upsets. Well, I, my upsets, I don't want to spoil anything, but I guess just come out with some. I'm going to go with Maryland losing to Temple. To Temple. Ooh, that's what I have to. We're going to be talking about that later. I'm not going to go too much. That's and, my upset, and, and and then, then Temple
0: beating Maryland. I. Well, you s- can save your other. I you want to save, save my Miami. last
1: one because it also falls into it. But, um, you know, I would love to see South Carolina beat Alabama just for – It would just, just make, sure get, up. make everything up. it all up. 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 I'm, 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 Ohio
0: State – imagine Ohio State and Alabama go down at the – Playoff is blown open.
1: I'm a big fan of that. Uh, being a KU Jayhawk fan, I would love. It's not an upset, but Iowa beating Iowa State at home, um, at Iowa State in Ames, uh, not an upset, but, you know, it's a tough game. Yeah, it's. I mean, that CyHawk challenge, it's going to be interesting, Matt. uh
0: you don't see Cyclones win that often in the last uh, 15 years, and no. it'll be it'll be a tough game. Spread says two and a half for our Iowa. So. Yeah, the Temple-Maryland uh, game. Maryland is favored after how they've dropped. We're going to move into the Temple talk. We'll move into the Temple talk right now, yeah. and we'll blend okay. it with the upset talk. But um, our upsets of the week, Temple uh, is hosting number 21 Maryland, their first time in the rankings this year. They've dropped 70 points. Plus the past two weeks each. I think
1: I saw 172 points in yep. the past two
0: weeks. Temple, uh, Maryland is favored in this game by only seven points. Only seven points. Which, that was as of yesterday. Uh, Scott Van Pelt on on his uh, midnight show. On SVP. And it's still it still is. Seven point the- favorite for Maryland. After dropping 70. And now, the one thing that i'm looking at is we play temple played them last year september 15th pretty much a year ago it's going to be at maryland and temple 135 to 14. anthony russo threw a 228 yards one TD, one uh and one interception nothing stellar nothing great impressive um but we did see our um jaeger had some Yeager Gardner did have eight carries in the game, so he has experience playing Maryland and defeating Maryland. There are a couple guys on this roster that have seen Maryland and have and have played against at Maryland. So I think that's going to be a benefit for for this for this team. Um, I think the biggest thing to look for is Temple's defense needs to play like it's 2015. They need to play like it was Penn State home opener in 2015. They need to play defense like it was number number seven Notre Dame on Halloween night in 2015 when they were undefeated, ranked 19th, 20th in the country, whatever we were. That's how this defense needs to play. I didn't see a ton of it last uh, two weeks ago against Bucknell. That's what makes me a little nervous with Maryland dropping 70 points back-to-back weekends. But Vegas know something that maybe I don't
1: maybe. and that's why it's a seven point lead. I'll tell you my three keys to win for Temple. Um, the reason why I think they can pull it off, they're at home. So number one, do not lose that home crowd. Keep the game close in the beginning and uh, con- key number two, control the clock. Uh, run the ball, run some screens for your, your big receivers, Davis, Gardner, um, or those are running backs. Davis, Gardner and then for receiving Mac Blue, and uh, of course we mentioned Isaiah, Isaiah Wright. Wright he's got to have
0: it that's the big thing is you the blue is gonna have to those, those guys outside of Wright are gonna have to have a, a big game to, to pull that secondary from from Maryland away from Wright uh we need to get them mixed mixed up a bit to get to get right more open there there is a there is a lot out there Mack and Blue need to have those big games uh, like like they did against the Bucknell, and and it'll open up
1: for right. So and the third key I would say is like you said, defense, defense, defense. Uh, keep the game close, keep it a one score in, in the fourth, and you got your home crowd behind. Home crowd. Behind that's you. the big thing too. Is they got to show up at the link. Yeah, which do you think they will?
0: Uh, I now that Maryland is ranked, and that's the crying part. Is Philly fans are are they? If it wasn't ranked, I think there would be significantly less. Mm-hmm less uh showing there but both teams undefeated we got a ranked team coming into one, the link I, I
1: arguably one of the hottest teams yes and it's a
0: close it's a two-hour drive not too far from right? college park to philadelphia it's two-hour drive so if if temple doesn't pack it enough you're going to see some black and yellow in the stands i don't think it's going to be i don't think it's going to be too pleasing to, to the mm-hmm. owls faithful no. out there so i think that is uh those are our keys to the game i think i i do expect uh the running game to to blow up a bit and those those guys to uh, to I expect Davis and Gardner to have hopefully over. It'd be great to see both of them go for a hundred yards sure, each. Sure, sure. That would be awesome. They 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 can do it. And uh, yeah, Gardner's had had experience with it. He carries the last year's game. So um, I think that's our. The, I mean, I'm picking Temple to win it. I do think it's going to be close. I do think it's going to come down to the wire if if defense can hold its end up. I think it's. Uh, I think it's possible. I think it's possible to pull out that W.
1: I think so too. I think um, now if it was in Maryland, it would be a little. It'd be a little tougher to pick for me. But since it's in Temple, I think you got all the recipe for an upset. So I yeah, think I'm gonna say a score. Um, Ooh, it's tough because Maryland's got a good offense. I want to say 35-31, Temple. Thirty-five, thirty-one. I think we're going to be both in the sixties. In the sixties.
0: I think both teams in the sixties. Temple dropped fifty-six points. That uh, again, it's Bucknell FCS, and they haven't seen an FBS team this week this year. And uh, you, you got I, you got a half anal, a half the analysts saying Temple has Temple has been off a week, and they have less reps. In real game time, less less tackling other players. They haven't tackled an FBS opponent at all this year. Then you got the other the analyst saying Temple has two weeks to prep for Maryland. See, I'm on, the, I'm on that end. You're on that. End. I'm on. The, I'm I, a, I mean I think that is what's going to help a ton. Is we've had we have two weeks. They only have one week against an FCS team of uh, game tape for us. Maryland doesn't have a ton of game tape. They haven't had two weeks to prep. I think. Temple having two weeks to prep and seeing that I think it's going to be a a 60 point game, uh, 60 points on each side, 120 points plus scored in this game. I think it's going to be a high scoring game, but a defense has to come in the clutch at the end of the
1: game. I will say this this is a real thing. Sometimes, um, you know, the announcers or the analysts say a team may be looking ahead to the next week. Maryland faces Penn State next week. Oh. not saying that, that's, but they have a big number 13 in the country, uh, Penn State is, so, you know, maybe Temple catches Maryland looking ahead a little bit, too? Potentially looking past it. Uh, I'm trying to see. It's a 11 a.m. Central start, 12 p.m. Eastern, yep. so I don't know if that affects the crowd at all. I mean, you know that better. Than- yeah, it is 11
0: a.m. game. I mean, uh, as a, a noon start, I know Temple students would probably rather have the 1 o'clock start. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I think the noon start time should be banned in college football. Really? I don't think any game should start at 12 o'clock on the dot. I think it should start at 1 o'clock, is the earliest game. I don't really? think there should be noon starts. S- Students are less likely to show up. People want to tailgate longer past noon. Let the game start
1: at 1. I It'll I'm, be better. That's uh, We'll disagree on that because I like how it goes right after, after game. the game day,
0: I get uh, it. I, like I think maybe one game should do that. And I don't yeah, think yeah. it should be multiple. I, I get You ask any student across the country, they'll say 1 p.m.
1: start over noon start any day. And that's how SEMA SEMA does it. Yep, yep.
0: Just a little uh, looking at the the lines, over-under for this game is 66.5. I would hammer the over on this. If you're a betting man, hammer the over. I think each team will have 60 points. Hundred twenty points plus scored. Really, I think I think it's gonna be, but in the the end of the the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. Temple needs to have turnovers and the defense needs to step up.
1: See, if I'm Temple, I want to keep this game.
0: I think it's. I don't. I again. I I think it's gonna be
1: an offensive battle, but I
0: think at the end of the game, you need to have that twenty fifteen defense come mm-hmm. out to play. Sure. But um, I think that's the end of Temple
1: talk. We both think we're we're gonna pick Temple on that. For you got our, one more thing, for our Temple listeners, uh, on Eastern twelve p.m. CBS Sports Network. CBS Sports
0: Network. I don't know if you can hear. I'm a little fired up for this game. We got some big time football coming up for both of these it's teams exi- this week. It's exciting. Oh, you can hear it in my voice. I don't know if you can hear it. It's that passion from the passion fruit. I'm ready to roll for this game. Moving on to the SEMO talk. We're, we're moving on to SEMO at Mizzou. Unranked Mizzou. Um, but before we talk about SEMO at Mizzou, we had a game last week. The SEMO Red Hawks, they played at. Montana State. The game was 38 to 17, and Simo did not come away with the W. And if we're looking back on the last episode, Chris's predictions was directly on point. I said we, if we go into half with 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 a down two scores, but it was 10 to 10. It was 10 to 10, but it was a very uh, shaky 10 to 10. Um, we were not going to win that game. And then I said, if we, coming out, if at any point, Temp, uh, Temple, excuse me, if at any point Semo was down two scores, more than two, sc- uh, at two scores, the game was over. And at, that crowd was 20,000 strong. It was a great crowd. They great even place. left, I, we heard it in the broadcast, they were even allowed to leave at halftime, go back out to their cars and tailgate, and then come back in. And the place was still packed. I mean, I would do a 10-10 game mm-hmm. against a ranked opponent, and uh, yeah, I mean, it. it we didn't. Uh, we didn't come out with the win. Um, it was an ugly second half. It was a tough second. It half. was a tough second half. And uh, what's your uh, what's your let's hear?
1: It. You know, it was like you said, a 10-10 score, yeah, a little deceiving. Mm-hmm. Montana State was in control most of the first half. Simo was able to get a luck and I wouldn't say lucky they earned that turnover on the uh, I think it was a muff punt and uh, scored on that possession they got the ball inside the 15 or 20 and they capitalized on it was 10-7 and then they also capitalized on a stupid penalty for Montana State of roughing the passer on a Hail Mary play which the ball didn't even get to the end zone Um, and then uh, Kendrick Tiller hit a 55 yard field goal to tie it up so that's how we got a two scores uh, a little deceiving going into it, Montana State came out ready to play in front of their Gold Rush crowd. Um, but nevertheless, 10-10 going to halftime and, uh, you know, I don't know what was said in halftime, but you were hoping that Siemen would have came out and they had the ball first and uh, capitalized on that possession, but unfortunately, um, Montana State just dominated us in the third quarter. They, they seem like they, I wouldn't, I don't think it was a triple option. But it was uh, definitely a read option type offense in the third quarter, more so than the first half. And we just seemed lost. We just seemed like we couldn't. Uh, uh, there was no rhythm. We couldn't find the guy, and then on uh, running the ball. And then on offense, we just couldn't protect Santa Cana Arena. He was running for his life. Um, Offensive it, line collapsed in that yeah. bit. And
0: uh, I mean, it, it was tough to watch. And uh, I. I I think uh, the highlight of the game was kicking to have a fifty-five yard field goal at the, at the very
1: end of the game. Yeah, yeah.
0: pressure and uh, the the uh, the punting, which you never you'd never want to see that. How many mm-hmm. punting yards? That means your team is not getting the job done and scoring. Uh, but there was a ton of punting, and I think kicking was the highlight of the game. Which usually, if kicking's your highlight of the game, it's not usually a great game. No, and. Uh, I think we again need others to step up in the receiving end of of things to have um oh my screen just went blank there we go we're back um to, to only have uh outside of Wilkerson the most targets I mean the most uh, receptions was Alston with three, three yeah. and then Custis and then Colby and Zach only had one reception and uh it was you need to get Cornette, and I guess Smith was still not 100%. Still not. Still but we, you need to get Cornette some some more touches, and somebody else has to step up. I just feel like that receiving core is is not deep enough at all. To have uh, Wilkerson carry that load, he's going to get double teamed. He's going to get loaded up by those DBs, and you need somebody else to step up,
1: and, and, and Alston can't do that by himself. You need another guy out there. Yes. I, I will say uh, offensively it was a struggle um, running the ball was not the strength uh, this week unlike against SIU uh, Geno Hess had a great game 90 yards on 13 carries but Robinson and Custis are two main guys only combined for 52 yards on 13 carries so I mean you, you want if Robinson and Custis aren't, aren't, aren't running the ball successfully that means you're having a tough game if for Southeast exactly um one problem I will say that if you're not running the ball and you're not having good possession time, your defense is going to face that uphill battle. And I feel like fatigue, yeah. especially in the third quarter, uh, factored in. I, I don't want to say the defense was just ambushed um, because they aren't a good defense. I think this defense is fantastic. But, I mean, if you're out there almost the entire third quarter, you're probably not going to stop them every time. And, and it seemed like Simo's defense was out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was every time you looked up and it was uh, – it just
0: wasn't a pretty sight to see at that point. No, but I mean, uh, it's in the past. Gotta, I mean, got to move on. Got to move on. But after this week, the rankings came out on was it Monday morning? Oh, if you guys talk morning. about this. And uh, I mean, if you're looking at the coaches poll, uh, we had Semo drop down to 20th, which is which is good. Fair. That's yeah. what we yeah. predicted. You if we lose, we 20. said right around 20 they funny. would drop to which. We're accurate. That's why we're the number one SEMO football podcast. We're one of the best Mm -hmm. FCS and FBS combination podcasts out there. Go find another one. Tell me about it. Good luck. And uh, the next would be, uh, where is it? Montana State jumped uh, to 15th. They were down at, uh, what was it, 19th? 19th. But in the
1: other poll, they were 10th. They were 10th. Yes. And they jumped up to. So um, also, go ahead. I believe SEMO was also 20th in the FCS stats. So those polls actually matched. That's good. I think that's right where they that's right where they yeah, I don't after have, that I, loss. I, I don't have It pride. wasn't
0: a massive blowout, but it wasn't close. Um speaking of this this coach's poll right now, and I don't understand this. But it I'm is gonna blow up myself. it is September eleventh right now. And Princeton is ranked twenty fifth. Right? Mm-hmm. I know they had a great year last year. Princeton is 0 and 0. They break. have not played a game yet. And I mean, they are ranked 25th for the third straight week they lost of college them. football. I, I mean, that's even counting week zero in there. Where, where, how are you still in the rankings after three weeks and you never even played a game yet? I
1: mean, Get them out of there.
0: I don't know. Indiana State, put them in there. Yeah, I They agree. got 50 points in the voting. Who the heck is voting? I agree with that. I, I oh and oh, Princeton. When I I we're going a little sidetracked, but we're gonna find this out right now. When is Princeton playing a freaking football
1: game? The, the one argument they have is they haven't lost anybody. They haven't lost. But They're they, undefeated. But they haven't been. And they were undefe- if-
0: Were they undefeated last year, I believe?
1: They didn't play, that. I don't know. Their first game is not until September twenty first. Which there has to be a reason. Why? Yeah, there has to be a reason. We're going to their football schedule right here so it a Google
0: says so September twenty first. They're going to be, why are they playing on September? What They're not even playing this week. Why, why though? I don't know. I think because they play all, no, they don't. They don't have a lot of games. One, two, they play Butler on September 21st. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. They don't play any out of conference, really. They play Butler and Bucknell, Lafayette, and the rest is all Ivy League.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They only play ten games scheduled. Okay, so, oh man, I don't know why, but maybe that's why they went undefeated last year. I'd love to see was it last year they were, They. Were, I believe they were the only other, there, they were 10-0 last year. Yeah. That's their trick. They play the same teams. They played Butler last year, too. I, I, for their first game, and it was September 15th. They played a week earlier last year, um, and they scored a lot of points in the beginning, but I don't get why Princeton is, yeah, that's very odd to did they do that two years ago? I'm, I'm very intrigued by this. To start four weeks into the season and play your first game. It must be an Ivy League thing. That's the only thing that... September 16th. It could be an Ivy League thing. Let's see if, like, uh, Brown or... I'm Harvard, gonna, Harvard. Harvard. Let's see if Harvard, Harvard schedule's like this. Dartmouth, I believe. That's like yeah, they got uh, Harvard, team. Penn, Cornell, Dartmouth. We're looking at Harvard's schedule. I know it's a little sidetrack off the... Uh, but this is an FCS... Uh, this is bothering me uh, big time. We're gonna find their football schedule and see when Harvard. I believe Harvard has played though, from what I no, Harvard has not played. I think it's gotta be it's an really Ivy, Ivy League. League. It's an Ivy League problem, so now on to SEMO and Mizzou. Let's uh let's take a look at this this matchup. It's uh it's uh, six thirty PM, Saturday night on SEC network. And uh Tony, uh you've been you have you I believe it, you're not going to the game,
1: you're going to the game. I I'm not going to the game. I went four years ago. It was a hot one, just like it's going to be, this time around. Um, It's on SEC Network, which I don't know if um, if that was yeah, maybe it was around four years ago. Yeah, probably. Uh, But nevertheless, yeah, I'm just gonna enjoy it, look at uh, watch it at a uh, local sports pub here and um, enjoy it. Not going to, you went last time, how was it? And it was uh, it was a fun. It was I've, f- see, I've seen
0: you wear the t shirt. No date on it, so nobody could tell when the t-shirt's. No gone. date.
1: Student government shirt. Um, no date. Decent quality though. It's comfortable. It's 100 percent cotton. Gotcha. But you've thought about going, you've you've been to
0: <laughs> You've been to the you've been to Missouri, you've been to SEC. I've always wanna to go to almost every I want to try and go to as every SEC campus and I love seeing SEC stadiums. Just loved yeah. looking at stadiums. Um, not gonna be going to the game. The plan was to, unless something drastic happens, probably not going to the game. We'll be watching it at a local sports bar. But looking forward to the game. What What are your keys to this game? How can How can Semo take the W and and upset Mizzou and Kelly Bryant?
1: Well, you gotta control the clock and um, run that ball and just. Make sure you protect your quarterback. I think O line, the O line play is going to be crucial, just like in any game. But when you're facing an opponent of Mizzou, probably the best D line you're going to face all year. It's a it's a great test. It's a great opportunity to see um, if your O line's going to be that issue this year, or is it is it or is it improving? I think it's a great test to see. Um, and it's it's a great opportunity for those guys. I think Santa Catarina you know, that he struggled in Montana State due to protection. Uh doesn't get any easier for those guys on Saturday. But, you know, all you can do is go out and play the guys, the five guys you believe in and um hopefully in practice they're getting better learning on the job and um you know, if if they show up and play uh, a decent game, I think Simo can compete. Gotcha. I think my I got three keys
0: to this game of how Semo can pull up this up, pull up this upset and uh, I said it last week and we couldn't get it done last week at Montana State was you need to get Austin and others involved in the in the receiving game we not a lot of depth uh, Austin had three receptions for twenty six yards last week and then it falls off to single digit in in yards receptions for the next three receivers and you need to get Cornette and or Smith involved besides Alston to free up Wilkerson to be able to make big plays. Those DBs are going to cover Wilkerson and they're going to shut him down because there's nobody else to cover. They got nobody else to worry about, and they need to get somebody else out there besides Alston. And
1: they need to pick up that load to free up Wilkerson. I agree. I agree. I think um, Wilkerson. This is an opportunity for him. You know, I've seen his name along with Al Young in the defensive side, but those are two guys that are interested in um uh, taking uh going to the next level of football. And it's one of those games where scouts are gonna be there. It's on the sec network. Um it's a big big game for Wilkerson's future to the next level. I agree. I think if he can if he can have a decent game. I have Paul McRoberts, if that for SEMO fans that uh are aware, he had a great or a decent showing at Mizzou. Didn't hurt him. That's what you don't want to hurt your stock. Uh but um Wilkerson and Al Young have a chance to make an impression on some scouts, and it's one of those games that if you come out and ball, your stock can shoot up. Yeah, I think my my second key to this game is the
0: defense needs to step up from last week. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be tough with Kelly Bryant's offense, and they they've shown they can sling that ball around. I think it's uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. And then I think the most important, number one overall thing is O-line needs to have a great game. For O-line to have a great game, it's going to open up holes. For Hess, Robinson, and Custis to be able to, if Custis is healthy, Hess and Robinson, Custis to be able to run the ball, which then opens up the receiving game, I think that is key. And two, Santa, Santa will not be on his back. That's that's a big thing. And won't we'll be taking sacks, and you mentioned... Uh, you mentioned to us off to me off air the last week 's game the punts talk, talk bring up that stat you pulled up about the punts uh
1: nine punts uh four hundred and one yards, which you know sounds impressive uh none that were that fell or was, was stopped inside the twenty
0: yeah that's i think that 's a big key again if o line prevents Santa from getting sacked and getting pushed back into the back of his end zone. Our punter won't be hanging out the back of an end, uh, the end zone punting to a 50 yard line every time because Kelly Bryant will throw will be three three passes, three plays touchdown. And this game will get out of hand very quickly. I think that's our key. The biggest key is O-line, great game, and then I think receiving court. That's that's a big question to me and I think that can that is one of our biggest issues in the offense. Mm-hmm. We don't really have a tight end presence at all. Not
1: yet, no. Um,
0: and I think the receiving core needs to step up. And the guy from Indiana State, what's his name? In the University of Indiana. Uh, Sorry, University of Indiana. Winters is his
1: last name. Winters. Um, if
0: Winters come in, he's what, 6'1", 220? Yes. He he could come in and he you could put him as a receiver. Match him up with Austin, Wilkerson, if he... I believe he's eligible. If he's ready to play, he's eligible. play him. Put him in as a receiver. We got three running backs. You don't need a fourth right now. You need some receivers out there. Put him out there as a receiver. That would be awesome. That'll help this, this offense. Again, obviously, defense needs to do its job. But at the offensive side needs to get going. To be able to keep up with an SEC
1: school like that, the offense needs to get going. I agree, and uh, I think uh, something that's unique. I, I think JSU with uh, Cooper Zari Cooper runs kind of the same type of offense, same type of quarterback. In fact, Cooper Cooper went to Clemson um, and transferred from Clemson, and he played behind Kelly Bryant. Um, very similar quarterbacks, very similar systems. So it's actually a chance for Simo to have, you know, a look at maybe a similar type of offense. Um, and a and a great opportunity to compete against a great quarterback. Um what BCS champion? Was he did he was he was a uh, did he lose to Alabama? Oh no BCS. No BCS for BCS Bryant? has been out uh, oh, for about I mean, 10 uh years. I mean <laughs> co- <laughs> I mean uh, the college playoff. Uh Kelly
0: Bryant did not win a national championship, okay. I don't
1: believe. That's I don't right. i I've been playing too you know, much uh NCAA two thousand fourteen. I'm stuck in the BCS still.
0: Kelly Bryant did Kelly Bryant win a national championship? That's think,
1: the question. I think he was in the playoffs. He was in the playoff, but did he?
0: He did win a national championship. Did he win in twenty sixteen? That was when we went back and forth. Well, that was Deshaun was.
1: Watson though who won it,
0: and Kelly sat in the back. That's
1: right. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. So he does have a ring. In twenty sixteen, was he like a freshman then? He has got to be. be. He had to be. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Ne- Spent first two years be- behind uh, Deshaun Watson.
1: Yeah. Nevertheless, I mean, he got his ring, but it's very similar to quarterback to. Uh, um, Zachary Cooper of JSU and for Semo just he lost the twenty seventeen championship that was it yeah I know they made it I made it they made a run but uh, but Kelly Bryant's just a talented QB and
0: yeah it'll be it'll be interesting what's your uh, I mean I'll, I'll pick I'll make my pick for the game first I uh, I don't again I'm gonna put my fandom aside for the podcast. I, I'm going to be rooting for the Red Hawks, but my analysis, I'm going to pick Mizzou. Not really going out on a limb, but I'm going to pick Mizzou. I, I don't think uh, this this team, as offense, hasn't been able to show it has the weapons yet to be able to defeat an SEC school like Mizzou. I think Mizzou wins it, and SEMO goes 1-2, and two, heading into uh, the next home game, which I think they, then they we'll talk about that next week. But I think I don't think Simo wins it. I think Mizzou comes out on top, and uh, yeah, just gotta do it. Do it for the the podcast and focus on the analysis part of it. Put my fandom aside. That's the kind of guy I am.
1: What do you think, Tony? I got to pick. You brought me onto this podcast. We started the podcast, and you said I have one requirement: hot takes. And so uh, the reason why I'm here is I don't know her- if I
0: said that exactly, but...
1: In so many words, yeah. Uh, I may have exaggerated a tad. Something like that. But uh, hot takes. I'm here for the hot takes. And fortunately, this is a great opportunity maybe for a hot take. I see SEMO as a team that uh, struggled against Montana State. Um, big opportunity here in Columbia. It's going to be a test for just about every category of the football team on the offensive side, defensive side, special teams, especially since we lost our long snapper uh, due to a calf injury. Um, But do I feel an upset? That's the question. There's an opportunity for an upset. I feel that um, if Simo's able to control some of that clock, keep it close, I am going to predict that Southeast Missouri State in Cape Girardeau Thirty-five
0: to thirty-one. Are you sure it's not CMO. thirty-four to thirty-one? Yeah, 34-31.
1: thirty-one. We'll do a f- uh, tiller fifty-two yarder to win it. To win it at the end.
0: Hot take sizzling.
1: Hot take.
0: It is uh, boiling hot in the studio now. Um, I don't. I don't think I'm agree with you. I already said it, but you mentioned also. Uh, I think another big issue that could come up to keep an eye out. You mentioned long snapper. Cam Boyle out. Similar injury to Zach Smith. That's why Zach Smith's still not 100%. We'll see if he comes back for this game. But Cam Boyle likely out for this game. Calf injury. Who knows? Not that many uh, NFL teams or even FBS teams have backup long snappers. I don't know if FCS schools have a ton of backup long snappers. I think this week, I think uh, Coach Tukes probably... Teaching a handful of guys. I
1: assume it's the he's, center is number one. He's probably
0: getting some long, uh, some long snapping tryouts right now, mm-hmm. and it, it'll be. I mean, long snapping and and snapping to the center are so different. It'll be interesting to see. That's one thing to keep an eye on. If Santa gets backed up, and he and O line's not doing his job, this game can get out of hand really quick. And you get that the new long snapper in there. He snaps past our punter. This game gets out of hand very quickly, I think,
1: and we'll if have, that happens. We'll have to see if the long snapper, we thought Zach Smith was going to be out week one. and Yeah, and he... we'll see
0: if, I mean, again, he may be just snapping and just That'd taking be... the snap and not running downfield to 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 take some hits on the punt Yep. Punt team. But I, I, it'll be interesting to see if Cam Boyle plays, and uh, we'll see. Um, hopefully Cam Boyle gets a, a great recovery and back next week at home. And uh, it'll be interesting to see, but... That is – do you have anything else for our episode?
1: Uh, for, our, for our Temple fans, uh, you're in the Eastern Time Zone, so 12 p.m. Um, against Maryland, CBS Sports Network. And for our SEMO fans, uh, 6.30 on SEC Network. Yes. Tune in and uh, go Owls and Red Hawks.
0: Go Owls, go Red Hawks. I'm fired up for this game. That's been a great episode. Hope for right under 45 minutes. That was our goal. Have a great one. Go out. So Red Hawks.